I'm looking for another kind of love. Oh, Lordy, how I need it. The kind that likes to leap without a shove. Oh, honey, best believe it. To save a lot of time and foolish pride, I'll say what's on my mind, girl. You love me, you hate me, you cut me down to size. You blinded me with love and, yeah, it opened my eyes. Crying by Aerosmith. Hey, hi, and hello. Welcome to Creative Forever, the podcast dedicated to keeping you forever inspired, forever motivated, forever creative, and forever you. I am your host, Janet, aka JM, aka the voice inside your head, aka your biggest fan, and together we're going to get some creative shit done. First up, a quick check-in. So the check-in this week is that I'm missing streaming a lot. A little bit about that. I started live streaming on Twitch, which is a platform that allows people to hook their computers or cameras or mics up to this uh, website, and um, you can broadcast whatever you're doing live. I started doing this a little over a year ago, and um, there's a section where people who are watching can send text messages that everyone can see, and then the streamer can respond to those messages in real time. It's fucking awesome. Um, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, you won't ever be near Twitch, so don't even worry about it. But um, I really, really enjoy doing it. People use the site to broadcast their video games as they play them or just chat. Right now, chatting is just blowing up. People show up and sort of send them messages and they chat back and forth about whatever they want to talk about. The way I use Twitch is to talk about being creative. Shocker. Um, I would live stream my writing and share art. So I started live editing my book more than a year ago and then started working on the fantasy book that I'm writing, sort of writing it in real time, brainstorming. And then I would always allow sharing time, which means that I would read other people's stories. So if there were people in chat that were also writers, they would send me their work, you know, under 10 pages or something. And I'd put it up on the screen and read it aloud as best I could and then give a little feedback. And it was awesome because, one, it allows me to read work that people – you know, are currently developing and stuff, which is just cool. But it gives the writer a chance to hear it out loud, uh, to get feedback from me, from other people in chat. And it just really is one of the coolest creative things I've been able to be a part of. It's everything I believe in, meeting other creatives, building relationships with them, sharing work, sharing ideas, motivating each other, laughing, listening to music, just hanging out with people that get your jokes, right? I love it so much and have been really lucky to have found a group of people that show up when I stream um, that I just really enjoy, really respect. Uh, shout out to Silver and Jokes and Devil Spidey and Alex and Mafia and Octavia and Rafi and Nicole and Chara, Mandy and Artie and Chocobo Ninja, everyone who participated. I just, you make me so happy. I miss streaming so much. I miss you all so much. But podcasting is something I really, really love too, and it's something I really think I can be good at, and uh, I tried, right? Last year, I tried to get it going, 
but because I was spreading myself too thin, had too many creative things on my plate at once, it just didn't happen. So Michael Porter is an academic and a business strategist who said, quote, the essence of strategy is choosing what not to do. And I am reading a book about him called Understanding Michael Porter, The Essential Guide to Competition and Strategy. I will link this in the show notes. But it goes into detail how businesses of all kinds should think about and strategize their endeavors. So in this case for me, streaming on Twitch is something I needed to stop doing for now, not forever, but for now, so that I could focus on developing the other parts of creative forever that have priority, right? So as much as I love streaming, it was taking me away from writing because one, it was changing how I write and making me less productive. And two, because it's so time consuming. You stream for hours at a time. That's expected, right? You don't get on and stream for 15 minutes, 30 minutes. That's not how it works. And when you're streaming, you can't do anything else and you have to do it in a specific setting. Um, You need an internet connection, a very strong one, and a computer. And if you do it right, you know, you've got some sort of mic set up and some sort of light set up and all of this sort of thing so that the production value is is good. It doesn't have to be perfect or high, but it just has to be good. At least if you're streaming a game or something, you have to be able to show that game that you're streaming or show that work that you have up on your computer. And that means you need to be in a dedicated space with dedicated internet. Now, everything else I was doing creatively could be done from almost anywhere. I could write on my train uh, on the way to work. I could write on the couch with my laptop or at a coffee shop. And even podcasting, I could stop recording right now if I wanted to and do something else. It's not so simple with streaming. It's live. You can't just walk out of the room and eat a sandwich for 10 minutes and then come back. So yeah, the essence of strategy is choosing what not to do. And right now, streaming is that thing. I know it's the right choice. I know it's not forever. I know that soon I will be able to do it again a couple times a month. But I'm so sad about it because I miss it. I miss that connection with the people that showed up. I, I miss I miss not knowing what we're going to talk about that day. I miss going on tangents about music or uh, flutes or whatever it is, the nonsense that we just got up to. It was just so much fun and I miss it. So yeah, and because I'm missing streaming, today's show is going to be um, me sharing a little bit about myself so that we can start to form some creative relationships here with the podcast, uh, much like I did when I was streaming all of the time. So let's do that. Hope you enjoy. All right, today we're going to do an about me. I'm going to share a little insight into who I am, what my creative background is, and I hope that you can connect with something I share about myself and we can start to get to know one another. So I was a kid that wrote in her journals the words, to sing and dance forever, dot, dot, dot. I was also the kid that often scrawled the letters NT in caps across the pages of my journal. It stood for no time because I was so busy and impatient at 11 years old that I didn't think I had time to write out the actual words, no time. I was a kid that used to pretend to have an office job, something I regret to this day because it was an accidental affirmation. But I loved it and felt like such a grown-up, right? It was a serious thing to do, and I was a very serious child with N.T. 
I was in piano and then I quit. Dance classes, left that. Pottery classes, quit. Basketball, volleyball, softball. I finally quit softball. Choir, drama club, photography, and a brief stint in a class called Video, where we basically made stop motion claymation videos, right? <laughs> I was the kid that knew she could be a lawyer, but preferred to be an actor playing a lawyer on TV. I never thought about next steps as a kid and a teenager. My long game didn't exist. I just didn't understand it, right? It never occurred to me why good grades were needed until I was looking to go to college. And then I was like, well, shit, I could have done better. And I applied to college thinking more about where I wanted to go once I left Texas rather than what place would be the best for my career path. I was a junior when I came home and told my mom that I wanted to go to NYU to be an actor. My school had done a college fair and showed us a video in class about the school. And I remember thinking, hey, that's where Theo Huxtable went to school. I want to go to New York. I'll be an actor. Sure. I was very lucky that I had people in my life that were like, um, then you need to prepare for that. Immediately, the drama teacher had me looking for a monologue to work on for my audition, and my mother never sat me down and said, what the hell are you thinking? Why on earth would you spring this on me now? We should have been planning for this financially when you were a freshman. All this to say, I was a very naive kid who always believed in magic and thought shit just happened because I wanted it to. I was sheltered. I was privileged. And side note, we should all remember that privilege isn't just about skin color, gender, and money. It's also about having choices. I did not grow up wealthy, but I had constant access to choices. The people in my life made sure of that, and that is privilege. All right, so this college thing. My drama teacher and I decided on a piece from Christopher Durang's play called Laughing Wild. It was a monologue where I played a woman who loses her shit in a grocery store over a can of tuna fish. Genius choice because I had no range as an actor, right? Anything vulnerable and quiet I could not do. And I remember practicing this monologue, basically screaming it all the time the summer before my senior year. I worked at a pizza place and my boss was a former New Yorker. And he spent most of the time while I was working giving me tips about New York so that I would be prepared if I got in. So how to hail a cab, how to keep up with foot traffic on the street, how to keep from getting mugged. He was my source for all things New York. And one day he was like, well, let's see this monologue you're working on. <laughs> and I was like, no. And he countered, how are you going to be an actor if you can't just do it right now on the spot? I couldn't argue with that. I did it. And I guess he enjoyed it. I don't know. Whatever. I just remember doing a monologue in the pizza shop between like customers. I don't know. Anyways, I also remember doing it for my mom. And uh, she just looked at me like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? I don't know that she loved it. But she flew up with me to New York. And just before Christmas during my senior year, I found myself sitting outside a black box theater waiting to go in to audition and interview to, you know, attend Tisch NYU as a actor. So I'm sitting there and you can hear through the door because it's just a black box. And I shit you not, the girl in front of me is doing the same monologue about the tuna fish. I hear her screaming my lines about the tuna fish. So, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, well, at least I got to come to New York. This is over. You can't walk in right after one girl does it and then do it again. But I went in there 
I scream shouted my <laughs> monologue about tuna fish. I'm sure I looked crazy and deranged, probably because I felt crazy and deranged, and then sat down for an interview. God knows what I said, but whatever it was, they accepted me. Early decision at NYU. I got the letter two weeks later, right after Christmas, which was three months into my senior year of high school. So talk about senioritis. You couldn't get me to focus on anything. I was already into college, right? All I had to do was like not get thrown out of school. I was ready to leave Texas. I quit softball that year. That's the first time I smoked pot was senior year. I'm sure I was a pain in the ass, but all I could think about was I'm moving to New York City and I'm going to be a badass, right? Once I got to college, (laughs) okay, I was in the closet half the time, out of the closet the other half of the time, depressed the entire time, doubting every single instinct I ever had. I suffered from big fish, little pond, and then little fish, big pond, like tremendously. I was there to be an actor, but I minored in computer science. Then I had to drop the minor in computer science when I failed calculus. Then I changed my focus at Tisch to a director. Then I was going to be a playwright. And I also was drinking like a fish, big or small, whatever size the pond was. I drank a lot. And um, I was also having the time of my life somehow. I don't know. It was wild. I don't have any regrets, but Jesus. College. So... Then my professional career started. I moved to L.A. the second I graduated, so I was 21 years old. I can't give you a list of every single place I worked because we don't have time, but the highlights are I went from working at Ikea and Virgin Megastore to working at a production company that distributed softcore porn to a major film studio where I was the assistant to a producer on two films all before the age of 25. I then spent my late 20s temping at studios and production companies before working at another major studio on the marketing side. And after I came back to New York in 2015, I worked for a bit at Tisch, NYU, which was kind of wild and full circle because that's where I had the depressed time of my life as a student. And then after a year of that, I moved back into entertainment, working for TV this time. And now I'm in tech, which is funny because... I failed computer science. (laughs) I have always written in my spare time during this whole time of my 20s and 30s. And uh, I have, what, one published poem long ago to show for it. Two plays that I do not like anymore that I don't even think about, except I guess today. And I've completed a young adult novel that I'm trying to decide what I want to do with. Right now, I don't like it so much. And I'm not saying it's not a good book. I think it is a good book. I just don't like it. You know, it's like a person to me and I'm having a fight with my book. (laughs) My career has been interesting and terrible and weird and boring and challenging and great. All of the things that happen when you care about what you do. And I have been very lucky to always been able to do something creative. My goals moving forward as a creative person are to do the things that scare me. This podcast is one of them. Streaming on Twitch was one of them. I really do want to publish something. I just got to decide what that's going to be. I've got big, big ideas about Creative Forever and what I can do with it as a brand. I'm very excited to challenge myself. And uh, 2020 is the start of a new 
decade. And I think the perfect time for me to sort of make this shit happen for myself. Now, there will be opportunities for me to chat about some of the things I've learned while in these different creative spaces. And if you have questions or want me to elaborate on something, let me know. I'm happy to do so if I can. I'm not going to do any shit talking or gossip. That's not the tone of this show. Although I will do an episode about working at that company that was distributing softcore porn because there are some valuable lessons there um, about job hunting. So yeah, uh, that's very basic info about me and my background. I'm not famous. I'm not a published author yet. I'm not a household name. I've done a variety of creative things, worked in prestigious offices with fancy people, and have been able to dip my toe into more creative spaces than most people. But at the end of the day, I'm like the majority of creative people out there in the world. I work a day job, and I do my artist thing on the side hard. And I do this because it suits me. I'm obsessed with creativity. It keeps me getting up in the morning. It has always made me happy, and it's who I am. So I hope this can be our starting off point for getting to know each other as creatives. And I would love to hear from you, hear about your artsy younger self, what you've been doing to stay creative over the years when you're not at work, anything you want to tell me. Again, send an email to hello at creativeforever.com or reach out on Twitter or Instagram at creativeforever. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The secret to being creative is surrounding yourself with creative people. So let's do that. Let's share. Let's go on our creative journeys together. Let's do this artist thing together. Don't forget to be creative this week, even if you just think about it. Later.